Welcome to the Therapy Deconstructed Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bonnie Wims, therapist, coach, and a UK chartered counseling psychologist. So my mission here is to talk about therapy in a way that's easy to understand and to dispel any misunderstandings and rumors about what therapy is, who it's for, and who it's not for. This podcast is my way of deconstructing the conventional wisdom and the media narratives about therapy and explaining what's what. I will offer you the tools and support needed to live the life you've always dreamed of living. So together, we can use our resources and understanding to help you to take advantage of this beautiful thing and live a life with the most possibilities. So let's pull back this curtain and remove the mystery, the secrecy, and the stigma attached to the whole thing. Well, Happy New Year. This is my first podcast of 2024, which is really unbelievable, but also very exciting. I hope you are all finding the new year to be, the start anyway, to be everything that you were hoping it to be. But I think it's uh, kind of appropriate to talk about the things that we have hoped for new year and the way in which we go about it. New year, new you, is that the plan? And a lot of people kind of think about it that way. New Year's resolutions are very popular. And a lot of people use New Year's resolutions as a way to sort of stop, pause, and take stock on how they've done and and what they want and to see about making changes in the new year. We want to be thinner. We want to be in better shape. We want to be smarter. We want our relationships to be better. We want to make more money. And it goes on and on. But the problem is, inevitably, uh, we don't stick to those resolutions. If you haven't noticed, you know, there's that age old saying about the gyms, the workout gyms being really full in the new year and by several weeks in that they're, they're empty again and that people have left their resolutions and not made them a success. Some estimates are that 95% of New Year's resolutions are fitness related and that after three months, only 10% of those resolutions will be enduring. So 10% of people who have made that statement in the new year, 10% have continued on. So what does that mean about the 90% of us? (laughs) What does that mean about our commitment to the change and whether or not it's really going to work? Does it just mean that we're destined to not improve or not change? I'd say no, but I think the challenge is a bit bigger than that. The challenge is in how we go about these changes. There are a lot of reasons that uh, New Year's resolutions don't last. Some people go about it solo. There's no accountability. They don't have a maybe an accountability partner or a buddy that they could get some support uh, from. Sometimes we have very unrealistic expectations of ourselves. And so these high expectations of what we're going to do are unrealistic and not practical. Sometimes we give up too easily if we don't really see the success or what we perceive as what would mean success quickly enough, we give up. We're not reasonable about the amount of time that maybe it would take for our new goals. We don't have enough money. We think we need to buy that perfect outfit or that gym membership or that Peloton or something that's going to make it perfect for us. And we don't have the finances for that. Oftentimes, we don't have a plan how to work it into our already packed schedule. 
And we lose motivation quite quickly when these things get in our way. We don't really believe sometimes that we are going to make it. Our progress is um, doubtful in our own heads. And oftentimes social pressure is there. So you're trying to make changes and then your friends are like, just come out with us. Don't go to the gym. So social pressures can derail our plans quite easily. And we forget. It's not a new habit yet. So if it's something we want to do, but we really aren't used to doing it, we may actually forget to do it because it isn't in our plans. So all of these reasons do cut into the probability that we're going to be successful in these New Year's resolutions. But the real issue in reality is that we don't succeed because we don't have a system. We don't have a system or a plan to get from here where we currently are to there where we want to go. We just hope for it. You know, I want to lose weight. I want to change. But there's no methodical, systematic plan on how to get from here to there. And I'm here to tell you, unfortunately, the way to get from here to there isn't sexy. It's usually not quick. And it's usually not all fun and exciting. It can be hard. And it can be difficult to create new habits and new ways to uh, relate to ourselves and others. So probably not a surprise to any of you that know me, but I love James Clear. And James Clear book, Atomic Habits, is one of my favorites. He says in here, tiny changes, remarkable results. And if you haven't read the book, I highly recommend it. But just to give you some highlights quickly, Um, He really talks about this idea around 1% shifts. And so it's not the big, you know, I want to lose weight, so I'm going to fast. I'm not going to eat for three weeks, whatever. It's about 1%, 1% shifts that build up consistently over time. And he uses a great example of this that always kind of sticks in my head. And he talks about an ice cube melting. So an ice cube, you could be you know, in a cold room with an ice cube in a, in a glass, so cold that you see your breath and that ice cube is not melting. But slowly the temperature in the room goes up from 25 Fahrenheit to 26 to 27 to 28. You may be looking at that ice cube and not be seeing any shift whatsoever. But that temperature change is making small 1% shifts to that ice cube. It's beginning to warm up the environment that the ice cube is in. So, you know, you're watching this thing, you get up to 30, 31, 32 degrees Fahrenheit, and you're not really seeing much of a shift until you do. And all of a sudden, you see the ice cube beginning to melt. That is the moment of change, right? That is the moment that the ice cube is melting and becoming water. But that moment doesn't happen without the previous actions, right? That melting doesn't happen unless there's been a warming of the temperatures. The internal process of what was happening to that ice cube that wasn't visible to the naked eye began the whole process for the eventual melt. We may not see the changes with our naked eye, but those small shifts, they're essential or the breakthrough moment. James Clear calls it the plateau of latent potential. And this is not necessarily linear either. So it's, it's one of those things where it's the 1% consistent, persistent 
changes that eventually relate to the big change of what you're looking for. So often people will say, I'm, you know, I'm going to start going to the gym and they haven't gone to the gym in months and months, maybe years. And January 1, they decide they're going to go five times a week, every week, every week, or go from eating whatever you want, whenever you want, to restricting your diet severely. And what ends up happening is, you know, you get tired, you hurt yourself, you feel that you're depriving yourself of things. And eventually you do the 1% the other way, right? You eat something that you've been restricting yourself from eating. The next day you eat another thing that you've been restricting yourself from eating. You take a day off from working out because you hurt your ankle. The next day you take another day off from working out. And all of a sudden, the habit that we were trying to create is stalled and we've, we've slid right back into the old habit. So James Clear has this sort of idea around this 1% and how to uh, encourage yourself through the 1%. And it's kind of a four-step. And he's looked at the behaviors and habits that we already have, right? Because we already have habits. We already have behaviors. Like the example of walking into a dark room where your habit is to immediately reach for the light switch and you turn it on. So the cue is the dark room and the changes that you need to see, the craving, the response or the action is to turn on the light and the reward is you can see. So he talks about making your new habits obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying. So in the obvious first step, it's the cue, it's the trigger. It's whatever's going to initiate a change of behavior. The second step is to make it attractive because it's the craving. That's the change. The third is to make it easy. That's the response. That's your thought or your action. And the last is to make it satisfying that you get a reward. So sometimes when we're trying to build these new habits, we don't go through these steps. We don't have a craving for it. We don't even have a cue for it, but we're trying to just start doing it. He has lots of strategies on how to give yourself cues where you might not have. One of my favorite is stacking. So if you want to work out, stack it with something that you like to do. My suggestion or my idea sometimes is listening to a podcast and going for a a brisk walk. I like listening to podcasts, (laughs) including my own. And I combine that with the exercise. So then if you do it often enough, the cue of listening to a podcast also adds in the brisk walk. So the change is the, you know, the craving to listen to that podcast, but then you begin to layer it in with the walk. So that begins to be triggered right alongside of the listening. And the change is that you start walking and you want to listen to a podcast. The action is that you're walking. That's the response. And the reward is that you got to listen to the podcast and eventually the reward, the reward is that you've walked, that you've exercised and you get that feeling. So, you know, overall, this is all around the idea of the system because internally we're very, very hard on ourselves, right? We've got this hope, this pray that, oh, this is going to be the year I'm going to make that change I've been wanting. And then we, we inevitably fail and get discouraged. And we slide right back and just decide that we're not capable. 
we're just not going to be that kind of person that gets to have whatever that changes that we've tried to get. We can't get in better shape. We can't get thinner. We can't make more money. It's just not in the cards for us. The thing is the system, the 1% shifts, the tiny changes and the remarkable results are a process of little shifts, consistently little shifts. And you'd be surprised what you start working into what was already kind of a habitual way of being. You're now layering in a new behavior that becomes part of that habit. You have habits already. Like notice the habits that you have already. It might be it's five o'clock and it's time for a glass of wine. Five o'clock happens. You're finished with your job. The cue is five o'clock. The craving is to relax. The behavior is to drink wine. And the reward is that you do relax. You feel that comfort of the glass of wine. That's a habit that you've already developed. You've got a craving, a cue, you've got the behavior, and then you have the reward. So it works already in your life. It's just something you don't typically notice because your habits that kind of develop without a lot of thought are easy. And so that's his idea is making it easy. What are the, some of the things you can do to make it easy? I wanted to stop looking at social media as often. So I moved the apps to the second page screen of my phone, a very small, simple thing. But it works because I don't see that little number that says I have some alerts to look at. I don't see them unless I scroll. And I don't scroll that often if I'm just checking my phone real quick. So it's really worked to reverse that habit by moving it and making it harder. So it's about bringing things towards you and making them easier when you want to develop that habit and doing what you can to make the habit that you already have a little bit more difficult. That's the idea around not having junk food around the house or if you're cutting down on soda and you push it to the back of the refrigerator so it's not what you see when you first open it. You'd be surprised how much happens from when you just make it harder. If you don't have chips in the cupboard, it's harder to have chips. You can go to the store for sure, but it's much harder than if you just open the cupboard and there they are. So this isn't all about fitness. I don't want it to be about losing weight or fitness uh, focus completely at all. It's about whatever ideas you have about change, improvement, feeling better, wherever those changes are and, and mental health and mental wellness and feeling good about yourself and choosing to engage in your life in a new way takes a really um, clear and honest look at your habits and the way in which you view yourself. And then going through the steps. What's the cue? What's the craving? What's the response? What's the reward? And sometimes we reward ourselves by talking to ourselves in a way of victimhood. Our reward is it wasn't our fault. It was somebody else's fault. All of that is a habit, you know, a habit of not taking responsibility or a habit of deciding it's everyone else's fault, or it's a habit of feeling bad about yourself because of things you've gone through and deciding that you just don't deserve the change. The mental wellness bit is to recognize how we talk to ourselves, what is the messaging, but then it comes down to making those 1% shifts. If you make a 1% shift every single day, 
imagine how it starts to add up. But it's slow and it's gradual. And a lot of the times it's not visible at the beginning. People say, I, you know, I've gone running three times a week for a month and I see absolutely no difference in my body. So they quit. The fifth week could have been that plateau of latent potential. That could have been the moment where all of a sudden they notice that their legs are a bit more firm or their wind is better when they're running or that pair of jeans seems to slide on a little bit easier. You don't know exactly when and how that is going to change, but trust me, if you consistently move toward the 1% changes, you will eventually see the shift. You got to have some faith in the process, I suppose, but it's really about sticking to the system. So instead of January 1 saying, I want to lose 20 pounds, January 1, I say, I want to be happier with my health. That includes perhaps getting fitter and losing some weight. But what is the system? What are the changes I'm going to make today? And how am I going to set them up to be easy, attractive, obvious, satisfying? It's hard when you're trying to make a new habit to make it those things because they haven't been that way for you. And it's not a default place for you, maybe. But how can you make what you want into a system, a plan change, and then begin that 1% shift? And that 1% shift may be a walk around the block because you don't typically do that. And you might find in a week or so, you can walk a little bit longer. See, like it's not big and sexy. It's not, you know, the music isn't blaring of like this huge Hollywood ending of this spectacular thing that you've done. It's small and quiet, but it's moving in the right direction. You also have to be very careful not to get discouraged by the setbacks, because this is not a linear process when you're going through change, when you're really trying to improve yourself in whatever way you want, whatever changes you're trying to make. You may have setbacks. You may have disappointments. Chances are you will. This isn't how you are used to behaving or feeling or, you know, the things that you typically do. So in keeping back with the theme of New Year, New You, Think about the steps, think about the habits, and think about what is it that you can make uh, different about your goal, the way in which you're moving towards something. I feel like it's less important about the goal and much more important to just think about the 1% shift you can make today. You know, the 1% shift. I want to drink more water. I'm going to drink one more glass of water today. This isn't You know, like you wake up one day and just go, I feel completely perfect now. It doesn't work that way. But it's gradual and it can eventually get you where you want to go. But like I said, it's not as sexy as deciding you're going to go to the gym five days a week and make this huge change within weeks. It doesn't work that way. We know that. But we try anyway. And then we give up. So what if you did it slowly, gradually, and helped yourself? by making it easy and attractive and stacking it maybe with something else that you already like to do, what if you just did that? What if that's the goal, to change the system? So happy new year. Happy new year to the new you and the old you, the all of yous that you're working with. And just know that this is a process and it's a good process. It's, you know, it's something that 
we all work toward. I hope you achieve your 1% today. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening in. I hope you've learned a thing or two that you can apply today. To explore further or to get in touch with me, just visit my website at bonniewims.com. There you can book a complimentary 30-minute online video session to ask me any questions and determine if working together feels right for you. Or you can submit your questions about therapy and I'll do my best to offer answers on an upcoming episode. Remember, therapy might not be for everyone, but it may be right for you.